Hey, if you're loving the show, be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you're interested in working with Amelia to better your love life, career, or business, please contact the self-love team at ameliafortes.com slash contact. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you are. You are listening to Courageous Self-Love, the official podcast for the self-love revolution. And I'm your host, Amelia Fortes. And today's episode is self-love and sacred cycles. Ooh, what does that mean? We're going to talk about understanding the natural rhythms or seasons of your life to create excellence in romantic relationships, career, and business, and really in life. And to talk about this topic, I have invited my coach, Joanna Lindenbaum here. And a little bit about her is Joanna teaches master level facilitation and coaching skills to coaches, healers, and speakers so that they can respond more powerfully to the issues their clients bring to them. And she uses her extensive background in ritual and archetypes and working with the shadow side of ourselves to really help coaches, speakers, and healers be better facilitators and teachers of the amazing work that they do. And so for those of you who've been listening or following for a long time, hearing that, you would know exactly why she is my coach. All of us here, we're about going deep. We're about making true change and transformation in our lives so that we can have an amazing ripple effect to all the people in our lives and ultimately in the world. And the work that we're going to be talking about today is one of my favorite, favorite things that Joanna teaches. And so I'm so humbled and blessed and grateful to have her here to teach us about the sacred cycles today. So Joanna, thank you so much for being here. Like my cheeks are literally hurting because I have been smiling all day waiting for this conversation. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you and thank you for inviting me. I know it's going to be a juicy conversation. Yes, it's going to be so, so good. And Ever since I've learned these concepts from you, I've been teaching them to my clients, to my students, to the people in my life, because it's so simple, like talking about the seasons, how the earth goes through seasons and sacred cycles, and so do we as human beings. And it's so simple, yet we forget it so much. So before we really go into like what they are, because I know we'll get really deep into that. I first wanted to talk about like why it's important for everyone listening to really learn about this and incorporate it into their lives, right? Because we have such unhealthy programming out there, especially here in the United States where we both live, right? Around this like hustle mentality and just go, 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 go until burnout, right? And I think burnout is even now like something that is in like an official thing that you can be diagnosed with. So can we talk a little bit about why it's important to learn these concepts? 
Yeah, absolutely. And you you already, you know, started really naming some of the pieces. So, um, you know, in our modern society, so much emphasis, in fact, all emphasis is placed on creating more, growing more, doing more, getting more, mm. having more, you know, all, all, all of the mores. And of course, of course, those things are wonderful. It is, it is beautiful to grow and we, we want that. That is part of the sacred cycles. But what happens is when we only place emphasis on doing more, being more, having more, getting more, going more, you know, producing more, all the things, then we end up exhausted. We, as you said, we end up burnt out. As you said, we end up frustrated because <laughs> we don't, we can't, it's not always a moment to create more and then we don't get it and we think we've done something wrong. And so we go, get into being harsh with ourselves because mm-hmm. we're, we're not getting those results or harsh with others and blaming them. When we only focus on the go, 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 we ha- can we run the risk also of becoming disconnected from ourselves and from our souls and from our hearts and from each other? And then the other issue, which is so important to bring in here, is that when we only focus on more, we're hurting the earth. All of these reasons, it's so important to connect it back in with the sacred cycles so that we're not just on this one setting of more and more go-go, exhaustion, disconnection, upset, disappointment, you know, all the things. Yes, yes. And there's, there's so many things, there's so much juice in there. And I just want to pull out a couple of pieces um, that are so important and especially around self-love and being harsh with yourself. You know, you mentioned something about that. Like when you're focused on the go, 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 you end up being really harsh with yourself. And this is literally something that this is why I built everything around self-love and that I literally have to talk to everyone in my life, not just my clients and my students about, but just everyone, my friends, my family. It's like, we're always beating ourselves up about, oh, I didn't do enough, or like, I didn't get enough done today. And it affects our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health. Like people, I find they keep going until they get sick. And I try to say, why don't we get smarter and not wait until a horrific cold knocks us out and like take some space, right? Yeah. And I do no, want you to, to, to speak to that, but also you mentioned about hurting the earth. So I'd love to hear some, how that can show up and look like so, so our listeners can also like relate and see how it's probably showing up for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually the two are related. Mm. So, um, you know, if we just kind of take a, a little bit of a nature metaphor here, imagine if the trees would beat themselves up because they don't bloom all year round or produce fruit all year round. The trees know, nature knows that there's a moment for growing and then there's a moment for not growing. (laughs) And 
trusts in, in the cycles, in, in those natural, and I want to say inevitable, right? Inevitable cycles. You know, they, it, nature understands that it can't be growth all the time. Now, unfortunately, so that's one piece, right? So just yeah. like nature does it, the more that we can embrace the cycles, the more that we're able to embrace like, okay, that was, a, you know, there was some growth there, but it wasn't supposed to keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. There needed, we needed to move through some other phases as mm-hmm. well before that next cycle of growth. But then the other piece here is also, um, you know, what's happening because of society's um, obsession with more is that we're trying to force the earth into always being in growth growth Mm. fate and that growth cycle. And that's why we're seeing, you know, the effects of, climate change mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's having a deep, deep impact because we're not able to embrace that. Everything from, you know, things shouldn't be, we, we shouldn't just be taking, trying to get the, the plants and the trees. To grow to, all the time. Yeah. We yeah. shouldn't be running as much energy all the time. You're using up as much energy as we are the earth's resources. Right. And actually, that's reminding me, you know, of farmers, right? Like, every seven years, that's why they have to plot the land, because there's a piece of land that every seven years, they give it a rest. I think that's That's that's, what the years. And so it's like, it's natural. It's, it's science. It's, it's scientifically proven. Done for millennia. Millennia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why we've survived for this long um, and pushing like trying to, to push that rest period out of the picture is causing a ton of way more harm than good. Yeah. So on a glow, I love that you're touching on the global scale and then as well as the individual scale. Cause I know for me, you know, I used to work in the college industry here in the United States, and there's always, it's, it was so interesting. I worked with higher education professionals, and we could always tell when everyone was going to be out sick. And it's mm-hmm. usually like after orientation season, like, you know, because they've been working all summer, and then orientation, it's like, if any of you remember your orientation for college, right? They were literally like events to events to event from sun up to sundown, and everyone just crashes and burns with the flu or a really bad cold or something. And it's, yeah, you can't just keep pushing. I mean, there's also been science out there where if you don't sleep, you literally lose regular motor functions and things like that. Right, like you, you can't keep going. It's just, it's just not natural. Right, right. We need a rest on a daily basis. We need yeah. a rest on a weekly basis. I mean, we just, we need those pause moments. Right. And so, if you're listening, you know, and you know you're guilty. I mean, hey, look, I even learned about this stuff from Joanna, and I still, you know, push myself too hard sometimes, and I have to remember about the sacred cycles, but if you're listening, you know, I invite you to call yourself out and say, yep, I need a self-care day, I need a self-love day, I need to rest, 
and perk up your ears. And if you're, as long as you're not driving, pull out a pen and journal. And um, we're going to take some notes here. So, so Joanna, now that we know why we need to learn about the sacred cycles and the seasons of our life, um, like where do we start? How do we how do we start leaning into this work and um, this lifestyle for ourselves? Yeah. So. You know, one of the first things that you kind of want to do is ask yourself, you know, where in my life am I out of rhythm? Where in my life and I, am I going against the flow? And the reason why those are such valuable questions is because the, the, the sacred cycles have a rhythm to them. They have a flow to them. And when we're working with them, we're flowing around the cycle. If there's any place or places in your life where you feel like you're fighting the flow, where you feel like you are working too hard to get something done or to make something happen, there's a really good chance. It's because um, you think that you're, it should be in a growth cycle, but really you might be in one of the other phases mm. of the cycle. Thank you. That's really good. And just to kind of make it tangible, some examples that I thought about and tell me what you think is like, you know, it really resonated for me when you said out of rhythm, going against the flow, where am I working too hard to like make something happen? And so a lot of, a lot of the listeners of this podcast, but also a lot of my clients, we, they come to me for relationships, like romantic relationships. And that totally reminds me of like, when they're just, they're no longer having fun dating and they're just like on their dating apps and they're like going on these terrible first dates and they're just trying to make something happen. And, you know, or they're, they're talking to a guy and they're just trying to make him like act a certain way so that they can finally be happy. And they're asking me these questions of like, well, should I text him back or should I, um, what should I say? And I try to tell them, you know, it's not even so much about what you're doing or it's like really where are you in this stage? So as it relates to like dating or even, you know, some of my clients too, they're not all single. Some of them are also in relationships, but as it relates to relationships, how do you see this playing out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love some of the examples that you gave and I'll just say like uh, in general, Oftentimes when you feel like a relationship is not moving fast enough. So let's say you meet someone and you start dating and it's just like this person feels really ideal for you and you're dating, maybe you're going out uh, once a week or whatever it is. And it's been, you know, maybe a, a month or two now and you're, you know, it's just you're consistent at once a week for one or two months. Um, and you're like, why aren't we, you know, seeing it five times a day? Why haven't we moved it? Why hasn't he professed his love to me? Mm. Well, you know, in some cases, it might just be like that's not the right person, and you should have progressed at that point. But if you feel like this is this is actually someone who is a good match, 
it may be because you you just went through a big growth phase, right? You met, you started dating, you decided that you were interested in each other and you're seeing each other consistently. And now before you get to the next growth cycle, which might be you know, hanging out all weekend. I'm married now, but I remember those like, you know, those long weekend sleepovers, right? Because you still live in your own places. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, But it's, but it might be that before you get there, you just need to integrate this beginning of the relationship first. You just need to enjoy this. Wow. Like seeing this person regularly once a week, this person is starting to maybe become my person, right? So before you get to the next phase, um, the phase that you're in, like the growth there may be complete for that moment and it just needs some integration time. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's the part where you were talking about earlier where we're so focused on go, go, go. And it's, it's so funny because like even in, in my own relationship or just, I see it in any relationships, it's like, once you're Facebook official in a relationship, then it's like, when are you getting engaged? And then it's like, mm-hmm. you get the ring. And then it's like, well, when's the wedding date? And it's like, people aren't, people typically don't ask. I mean, I do, you know, now that I know about these phases and like I'm learning how to honor them, but people don't typically ask, how does it feel to like be yes. engaged? Yeah. Like, what is it like, like to have made that choice and have made that step or, you know, back to the example of if you're dating and you're seeing them every week and you're like, why haven't we done the awesome weekend away or why haven't we moved in or whatever? It's like, well, literally a couple of weeks ago, this person wasn't even in your life. So it's like honoring the growth that you did do of like having this new person in your life, seeing them on a regular basis. Like that's a huge change that I think we don't pause and reflect on. Right. Cause before this person, there's a whole human being that like wasn't even there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, then yeah, back to what we were talking about, like the, the self-criticism or the criticism of others. Then we go to, when we don't honor that, then we go to the place of what am I doing wrong? Does he find, does he not find me attractive? Is, or there's something wrong with him? Right. Mm-hmm. When really like it, it's, that's just the natural flow of yeah. things. Absolutely. And so I love, you know, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this, but I love kind of putting like names to these phases. So I know you called it like a growth phase, but I think people really also relate and can understand and grasp like the seasons, like earth has spring, summer, winter, fall. Do you want to speak a little bit about that, how we can relate that here? Yeah. So we've been talking you know, mostly about the growth phase, which really relates to the summer. So I want to just take a step back actually yeah. and start with spring. Not that, the, not that spring is the first season, right? Because if we're talking about cycles, it's a, it's a circle. It's not linear. It doesn't have to yeah. start in place. But I find just because of how we kind of construct, how we are, human beings, are, our mental construction, it's easier to start with spring. Yeah. So first, I always think of cycles as four phases. And any project that we're, you know, for lack of a better word, any project that we're working on in our lives, whether it's a relationship, whether it's work or career, whether it's our home, whether it's our health, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, can relate to these cycles and to the four phases 
of a cycle. And if we look to nature, almost everything in nature uh, runs in cycles, and you can see that there are four phases to it. So the, the one that we're most, you know, that most people kind of are familiar with are the seasons, like you're saying. And those, so those four um, phases would be spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And so spring is about planting. We, we plant seeds. Spring is about new beginnings. Spring is about birth. Spring is about starting new things. So um, that's, you know, for example, a new relationship, right? Like we planting seeds might be, okay, I've decided to get on the dating, the dating app, app. Mm-hmm. or I'm going on a first date. Mm-hmm. Uh, or putting myself out there in that way or you know find this person has been trying to set me up with their friend forever I'm gonna plant that seed I'm gonna finally say yes mm-hmm. so that's that's planting and it relates to spring and like for work um, it would be like starting a new job or exactly even... or starting to think about like just right. starting to dust dust off resume. resume yep <laughs> plan or or going to school for something new or you, you know whatever it is a new or even if it's the same job you're just starting to uh maybe do things a little bit differently to start getting ready possibly for a promotion or mm-hmm. to expand the role right there's lots of different ways to think about it mm-hmm. so that's that's planting that's spring but now some people get addicted to plant. Guilty. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening, you know who you are, right? Like it's the shiny new object syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, spring is, there's a lot of exhilaration that happens in spring. It's finally getting warmer out. There's a, there's a energy, the hormone energy. Yeah, the sexy out. time. Yeah, it's like, you know, the days are, you know, just starting a little bit to get longer. Um, and what can often happen for some people, and I've been there too, is that we, we want to remain in an eternal spring. We yeah. just want things to be exciting and new. And this is what can, you know, because uh, I, I know a lot of your listeners are listening in about relationships. You know, notice if that's who you are in relationships, right? You're just mm. looking tiny, new, the eternally exciting. And then as soon as something isn't like feeling new or exciting anymore, you're like, eh, on to yeah. the next. Thing, yeah. Right. And yeah. I see that I work a lot with entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs build their businesses. I see this a lot with entrepreneurs, like, oh, I have this new project or this new marketing idea or this new program, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, it's like as soon as it's like not, not feeling fun anymore. anymore yeah. Right. Well, I just want to say, and I again, my listeners know I'm very transparent about everything. And I will say this this was me and literally I remember the moment Joanna called me out on this. I remember you're just like, you know, Amelia, you plant these seeds, but then you're like, ah, it didn't, it didn't bear fruit. That's a bum seed. Next seed. And that <laughs> I really, really took that to heart. And you know, I'll even say with this podcast, um, and with my new group program that I have now and just everything that I'm doing in my business now, it's like I just hear your voice, like, no, Amelia, don't do it. It's not a bum seed. Like you have to actually nurture, which I think this is a good segue to get into the growth and the summer phase. But I just wanted to call myself out there and just also to the listeners, like 
this podcast, this episode would not be happening right now if I stayed addicted to spring. My business would not be in the place that it is right now. I would not be helping the amazing, beautiful clients that I'm helping right now if I did not heed Joanna's warning those months ago (laughs) of just, you know, staying in this eternal spring. I would not be in this beautiful relationship that I am right now, which actually we're going through a winter and we'll talk about that when we get there. But you know, if I would just give up every time things got a little tough or a little bit wintry, I wouldn't have this amazing, beautiful, full experience of my relationship, my business, my friendships, everything really. So I, I love that you called, call, lovingly called us all out on being addicted to spring sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a game changer once you can start to see it. And so, yeah, so, you know, we plant the seeds and there's, all, there's a time to plant the seeds, right? Okay. But we don't want to just always be planting new seeds. In order for the seeds to grow at a certain point, we have to say, I'm going to focus on just this seed or just these two or three seeds, you know, whatever it is. And I'm going to start watering them and I'm going to make sure that they get sunlight and I'm going to water some more and give it more sunlight and nurture it to to grow. And so that's the growth phase, which is very much related to summer, right? The the sun shines the longest Mm -hmm. Um, in the summertime. It's about just nurturing, not a million seeds, right? But Mm -hmm. just those few that are, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna grow and persistently and and growth is about persistence and consistence right like nothing really grows if you just give it a little bit of attention you know if you really want something to grow we can look at it through the relationship phase right if you really want a relationship to grow it doesn't mean that you become obsessed with it like text the person (laughs) all the time that's not what I'm talking about but it requires maintenance right it requires putting your attention requires being open, you know, all all of the things. Same with business too. Yes. I just want to pause there because it reminds me of a joke like when I was single and there's like this meme where it was like, I mean, I really want a boyfriend, but I don't, like, what am I supposed to do once I get one? Like, do I turn him towards the light? Do I give him water? Like, what do I do? And it's just, it's just really funny. And I, I just like was thinking about that. And this is what I tell listeners and clients all the time exactly what you're saying so I just really wanted to like underscore it where it's like yeah you think okay I'm going on all these dates all these dates all these dates or I'm starting my new business I'm trying this marketing thing and then I'm going to that webinar and then I'm like reading this pdf and then I downloaded that podcast right and it's just like you know at some point you're gonna have to hunker down and decide which are the one or two or three seeds that you're going to persistently nurture and grow and it does require maintenance and commitment right so I just really wanted to underscore that because I feel like it could be easy for people to just be like okay cool I get it but like no I really like those of you listening like I want you to get this this is also a game changer (laughs) so thank you in the business 
through the business lens, anytime I have a client that's starting with a new marketing strategy, mm-hmm. so, so the, the, we can call the planting or the initiation or the spring phase of a marketing strategy is kind of like thinking it up, you know, and maybe getting your toes wet a little bit in it. But then the growth phase is persistently and consistently working on that marketing strategy. And I always tell people, any new marketing strategy, any new message that you're working on, you know what it is, you have to give it at least, at least three or four months of persistent and consistent working at it and attention and working it to, to see if it's something that's really going to pop yeah. or not. Yeah. I would even say the same for relationship. I mean, I don't, I don't like putting timelines on things, right? Like, because then people are like, okay, three months and then I can let him go. No. So those of you single listening, don't do that. But taking it to relationships, right? Like that guy that we, back to our first example, that guy that you started seeing every week, you know, instead of like rushing to the next, you know, why hasn't, why hasn't he made it official or why haven't we moved in or whatever? It's like, nurture that time together to get to know each other better to nurture the friendship that you're building instead of like being obsessed with that next seed that you want to plant right and I see it so many times that's why I had to bring that example back too because it's just like a lot of my a lot of just single people in general especially when I was single they're just in such a rush (laughs) you know and I think it's 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 back to what we talked about right our culture we're in such a rush Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if you're listening right now, one thing that might be coming up for you, one thing that might be going through your mind is growth is hard. And that's a big piece that can come up for people um, feeling, feeling like it's hard because we haven't in other places learned the resilience and the stamina and the patient and the persistent and consistent nurturing. I wouldn't say that growth is hard. I would say it requires all those things that I just mentioned, the stamina, the patience, the, the resilience. Yeah. The, and definitely the love and the nurturing yeah. also really stands out to me. And I, it really stood out to me too. Like when I first learned about these concepts from you and I think, when we're in such a rush to get to the next growth phase or the next thing, whether it's in a relationship or in a career or in business, it's like we're really skipping over a lot of things, which actually I think is also, you know, I'll let finish what, what you want to teach us about summer, but that also kind of, I felt it. I'm like, oh, we're kind of stepping into autumn, right? Where it's like the celebrating and the nerd, like the, the honoring what we've created, right? So yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, so lots. Yeah. I mean, we could literally spend like, you know, hours. We could spend days on each phase, right? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll move us <laughs> along here. So after summer comes autumn, and autumn is the harvest season. The harvest is about, you know, we've worked those long summer days to grow the fruits on the trees. And autumn is when we get to pick the apples and, and not just pick them, but take those beautiful bites and enjoy, like savor mm. the pleasure of all of the, the growth, 
the summer and, and to feel, you know, to feel proud of ourselves as well as to be in gratitude for all that we have. Uh, so that's that phase. And, you know, I'll just, I'll say briefly, this is the phase that most people skip over. Oh, man. They, Gu- they guilty. Hashtag guilty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's you. Here's yeah. You. It's, it's back to the go, 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 do, 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 more, more, more. What can oftentimes happen is we actually, we grow something beautiful. We accomplish something amazing but instead of I'm going to mix metaphors here a little bit but instead of like getting to the top of that mountain which we're at and pausing and just taking in the incredible view mm-hmm. from you know what we've just climbed instead we're just con- we're thinking about the next peak there's always going to yes. be a next peak in life life is set up that way like it is yes. designed right? Like that is, you are living, right? Because we're, we're always getting to the next peaks, but there are moments to not be focusing yet on the next peak. When we skip over the harvest, when we skip over the gratitude, when we skip over the taking in and enjoying and the pleasure and, and eat it, you know, taking pleasure eating in the fruit. that apple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Things become, that's when things become meaningless. Mm. That's when we become less human and more robotic and become, you know, obsessed with our work or with our accomplishment or, you know, with all the things. That's when we start to burn out. Mm. That's when we feel zero satisfaction Mm. in, you know, what we're doing or what we're pursuing. Yeah. And so it, it's really important to to honor that phase. And then from there, the the fourth phase. Oh, before we do that, can can I uh, highlight some things that really, really resonated for me listening to you? Like the zero satisfaction thing and the becoming it things being meaningless and more robotic. Like for those of you listening, like I really want you to hear that because this don't skip this phase. And like, again, I'm still guilty of it, but ever since Joanna, you taught this to me, I know that when I stop finding pleasure in my work or in my relationship or in my friendships, or like when I start feeling that zero satisfaction and it's like, you know, I, I, like who cares what I'm doing? Or like, I, I, I jokingly say like multiple times a day, I'm like, I should probably just quit. What am I doing? I know that I've skipped the harvest and that's a really big tell for me. So I just wanted to, to share that because for those of you listening, if you can relate to that, you know, and you're starting to feel that burnout, that's probably because you're skipping the harvest. And also, I think I wanted to say about like birthdays and anniversaries, like I think those are things that people generally don't skip. Like most people will celebrate their birthday, but I think it's become, and I'm interested to hear what you think about this, Joanna, but like I think it's become a thing where it's just like this robotic thing that we do. We blow out the candles, we sing happy birthday, we like throw a party or whatever. And okay, we might have fun, but what I'm what I really heard you say was like, you're giving us an invitation to like bask in it. Like it's not just like, oh yay, I'm blowing out candles and we're all going out to dinner, woohoo, right? right. And I, I feel like for a lot of people that happens, but it's yeah. like 
yeah, right? Like you're a year older or with anniversary, it's like, yay, happy anniversary. Here's a rose, you know? Right. Yeah. So every, I mean, I have a ritual uh, every year on my birthday. And one of the parts of the ritual is I, I review my year and I write down all, all that I've accomplished, inner and outer and in every area of my life. And I really take time to harvest it. I really take time to, to honor it. And every year on my wedding anniversary, my husband and I, we always go out to dinner on our anniversary. And part of our dinner conversation is we talk about all the amazing things that happened over the last year, whether it was vacation or you know, ways that we came together more deeply or hardships that we overcame or something that, you know, amazing that happened in our family. Like we, we take, uh, on that day, we take stock yeah. of, of the year. Now, you know, just one other piece that I'll mention briefly right now about the harvest is that sometimes it can feel hard to harvest. Yeah. We haven't accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. Mm. And because of that, it feels like there's nothing to harvest, right? So let's say we start dating someone and, you know, maybe we even date for a couple of months, but the relationship, you know, ends six months later. There's, there's no more growth there. Even then, even though the relationship is not continuing, you know, we, we have the tendency to be like, so that was all for nothing. You know, like that yeah. was nothing. Or like I failed, like I didn't accomplish anything. I hear that so often. On the tree there. Yeah. But the truth is there still are, right? Even if you, that person isn't, you're going to go on to be like your beloved, you know, for life. forever love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you grow through that relationship? What did you learn about yourself or who you are, what you want, what you don't want, right? There's all, there are always things to harvest. And so yeah. it's really important to do that. Even when you think something has failed, especially actually, you know, if you think something has failed, yeah. And one of the reasons, it's important just for satisfaction, right? For being able to see all the things we've been talking about, but it's also important so that um, you're able to then move on to the fourth phase, which is winter, which is about death and release. It's really hard to let go of a relationship if we just feel like it sucked and it served no purpose. Yeah. Or, or anything really. And I, I love what what you said about, I love that you brought that piece in that even if you feel like you failed, and I think it just goes back to what we said in the beginning, right? About this culture of obsessed with more, 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 and go, 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 and achieve, achieve, achieve to the point where we're beating ourselves up for what we haven't achieved and we completely skip what we have. And one of the things that I I did learn from you that I've started to practice and incorporate imperfectly, but I'm working on it. And I invite all of you listening to work on this too, is like, keep focusing on, or like harvest what went well, right? And a lot of people also ask, like when I tell them about the harvest, like, well, I don't know how to do that. And what I'm hearing you say is like, I mean, simply acknowledging it, like just like how you eat a fruit, like you can, you can just eat the apple, like mindlessly, or you can actually eat the apple (laughs) and sit on your throne as you like, you know, I'm imagining you and your husband. It's like, you literally, you really sit there and you talk about these things and it's like, wow, you know, we had that amazing vacation. Wasn't that fun? And oh my gosh, that was so hilarious when this happened. And it's really just 
taking a pause to honor what has happened. Yeah. And it's as simple as that, right? It doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be big, big, but it does have to be real, you know, Mm -hmm. and you want to be present to it, you know, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so then from there in every cycle, inevitably there's going to be a death Mm -hmm. and a release, a letting go of something. And so in some cases it's about letting go of the whole thing. Right. So in the case of like just a relationship that isn't going to go any further, you might let go of after harvesting, you might let go of the entire relationship. But in other cases, it's going to be a letting go of an aspect of it. Okay. So we still think about relationships, you know, again, like every year, my husband and I, um, one of the things that we look at is like, what did it work for our relationship this year that we're ready to let go of? Like maybe it was a way of communicating. Maybe it was something, a new thing that we tried in our house, maybe whatever it is, or like, you know, we didn't have enough sex this year. Time to let that habit, right? Like, whatever it is. We're ready to step in the spring on that. Um, yeah. So sometimes it's letting go of the whole thing. And then again, same in business. Like sometimes it really is letting go of a program that's not working or a marketing strategy that isn't working. But other times it's like, okay, that program went really well. It was so awesome. I'm going to do it again. We're going to move it into the next sacred cycle, but next time I'm going to change the length to this amount, or I'm, I'm going to not talk about this topic. It was irrelevant. Or instead of marketing to this kind of person, I'm going to market to that kind of, right? Like what, what is it that needs to be released? Right. And, and we need and then the other part of winter you know aside from the death and the release is just the quiet the silent night the resting and we spoke a lot you know I think we already spoke a bit about this at the beginning of the call so I won't get too much into it again but we need we need the winter. We need that quiet time. We need hibernation, not just for our bodies, but our projects need them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so just, just being able to rest. Right. And that, uh, yeah, we, we definitely talked about it before. And in this context, now that we've gone through all the four phases, it's like, I think people avoid winter too, because they're like, like, cause especially they hear the word hibernate and they think of bears, right. That are like for the whole winter. And it's like, dude, calm down. We're not talking about that. Like sometimes a, a winter can simply be like a 30 minutes of silence at the end of the day to yeah. just kind of release the day and let go and, and just get present. Right. And go within. And so it doesn't have to be, and I think, you know, I could be projecting, but you know me, I like to take things to the extreme. So when I hear these teachings again, you know, I'm getting a refresher course right now, but it's just like, wait, winter, let go silence. Like, what is it like for a whole year? I have to be a monk. And it's like, you know, <laughs> it can be five minutes, you know, or, you know, and for those of you listening, just think about a time where, you know, you tried to push really hard back to like what Joanna said in the beginning, right? Of when you're trying to make something happen and you're pushing really hard and you're trying to be creative and like nothing's coming. It's like, sometimes you just need to take a pause and just go take a walk or take a meditation and then you can revisit it. And then you're kind of back in that spring planting seeds, creative mode. So 
literally everything can be like these four phases can be applied to everything. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's really true. They, they really can, are, you can, you can see them for anything uh, for health, for stuff in your home, like uh, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And so for, for those of us listening that, you know, this is, you know, some of my listeners have heard this before because I talk about it a lot and um, I talk about you a lot. <laughs> but for those of us who are maybe listening to this for the first time and maybe they're feeling like overwhelmed or, you know, like, what do I do? Like, how do I be perfect at this? Like, what would, what would you say to them? Like, what are some great tangible next steps that people won't beat themselves up over? <laughs> <laughs> that they that they can take to start taking this learning even deeper. Yeah. Well, I mean, just first, honestly, being aware of what we just said. Most people, even though we know about the seasons and all of that, you know, we we don't apply it to our daily lives. So if you've just listened to this podcast, you're already like you're gonna move forward because I promise you, you're gonna start noticing in your life, in your relationships, in your work, you're, you're going to start noticing things because of our discussion today. If you want to take it to the next step from here, I'd say, you know, make a list of the different areas of your life and where, what phase you sense that that place, uh, that, that part of your life should be in right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That will give you a lot of insight in terms of how to show up in that area of your life. Absolutely. And that'll also help, you know, when you kind of tap into that inner wisdom and take that pause to just be aware, that'll help dictate like how to move forward within that specific area, right? Like how I was saying for me, now that I know about these phases, I still have to be reminded sometimes like when I start feeling that zero satisfaction or I can feel that I'm having a hard time tapping into gratitude, which happens, you know, cause I, yeah, I work really hard and I work a lot and I, I love my work. And so there's, there comes a point where I'm like, wait a second, this isn't fun anymore. Or I'm not, I just feel like I'm headed towards burnout. And that's when I'm like, oopsies. <laughs> I've been in summer for way too long and I need to harvest. And again, it can just be really simple. Like I'll just take a pause in the day. I'll, sometimes I'll make my favorite cup of tea and I'll just write in my journal, I'll just make a list of all the things I'm proud of that I've accomplished or all the cool things that happened um, and just really soak in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just an example of how that can look. Um, and then as always, you know, those of you who've been listening to the show, there's notes on, you know, if you want to send me an email and of course I'll link all of Joanna's things, but yeah, Joanna, we, we love your work. I can say we, cause I'm included. Like, how do we like follow all the things and, you know, you post so many amazing things and I want people to know how to also reap the benefits of your amazing wisdom. (laughs) I always, always love to connect and and I would just be honored if people want to connect into my community and follow what I'm doing. And so there are a couple of different ways that you can do that. Uh, I'm very active on Facebook. Um, And so if you uh, just go to my my page, Joanna Lindenbaum, um, that's a great way. And I share a lot of wisdom and experiences and mistakes, you know, Mm -hmm. all the things there. Um, And then, 
I'm on Instagram. I just got on Instagram like a month ago, but I'm, I'm posting stuff there. And so you can look me up there. It's just my name. Um, and then the other big way is um, if you go to my website, which is joannalindenbaum.com, there's a ton of resources there. And I also yes. have a, a weekly newsletter and you can sign up for my newsletter there. Yeah. Sign up for like all the things. Actually, I think this is a good moment to like re like just re let's harvest how, how I met you and how I started to, to work with you. So Joanna has so many amazing, like free things. Like one of my favorites is still always, and this is how I connected is, um, turning your fear. I'm probably going to mess this up. So forgive me, Joanna, but it was like turn finding like the gift in like your biggest fears or something like uh-huh. that. Oh, was it the archetype assessment? Yes. Yeah. The thing that grabbed me about that, and it's this beautiful PDF document that you can read. And I think I told you this, Joanna, but it turned into like, I had a sleepover with a bunch of my friends and it literally, like, I just held an impromptu retreat around that document. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, you told me. I think I forgot. That yeah. And I, I, I might not have expressed it the way that I'm expressing it right now because maybe I wasn't harvesting it as much, but like mm-hmm. I'm harvesting right now. Like it turned into this whole like evening long retreat where we all did the assessment and we all like supported each other, like b- based on what we knew from each other on like your biggest fears and how that translates into your leadership archetype. I think that's, that's how it works, but um, it was really, really good. And I actually downloaded it like maybe two years or a year before I actually worked with you but I saved it in my emails. And so when I was going through my emails and cleaning out my emails, I found it and I was like, oh my gosh, there's that fear thing that I wanted to do, that fears assessment. And so I did it and then my friends were sleeping over that night and the next thing I know, I was in your year-long program. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, it, again, see these things, just nature is always there to serve and support you. Let's take it full circle. You know, these four cycles, we can learn a lot by observing nature like Joanna was teaching us today. And it's always there to serve us and to support us. It brought me to Joanna and we're here on this podcast, which is so amazing because I think I've been working with you now for a year and a half now, I think it's been. So nature, I needed something and brought me this gift of this fears assessment and we're here connected and now we're on this podcast that didn't even exist a year and a half ago and here it is now. So keep going is what I'm saying to everyone. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much, Joanna. Um, All the links will be in the show notes for those of you who want to follow all the things and download all the things like I did (laughs) and like I still do to this day. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to record this episode. I know it's going to be so amazing for all of our listeners. So thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I just, I've loved this conversation. It's a gift to me. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Me too. So to those of you listening, thank you again so much for being here. This has been Self-Love and Sacred Cycles. You are listening to Courageous Self-Love, the official podcast for the self-love revolution. I'm your host, Amelia Fortes, and we are out for now. Bye. Hey, if you're loving the show, be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And 
If you're interested in working with Amelia to better your love life, career, or business, please contact the self-love team at ameliafortes.com slash contact. I'm going mad.